welcome to the first episode of So Whatcha, Whatcha, Whatcha Talking About the Beastie Boys. I'm your host, Matt Apodaca. Thank you for listening. If you're following me over from What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer, it's me again. <laughs> Thanks for uh, following along and uh, listening to my pods. And today, we're talking Beastie Boys' debut album, License to Ill. Re- oh, boy. Released on November 15th, 1986, four years before I was born. Fuck it, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it became one of the fastest selling debut records to date and was certified diamond by the Recording Industry Association of America in 2015 for shipping over 10 million copies in the United States. To discuss the album, I'm joined by a very special guest. You know him from Action Boys, High and Mighty, and the Gino Lombardo Show. It's John Gabris. Oh, hi, Matt. Hello, we're back. Thanks for having me. We're back. You were right. It is a dumb name for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did say. So it's so what you what you what you want. So what you what you what you talking uh, about the Beastie Boys? <laughs> yes. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's, I'm sold. <laughs> you gotta you gotta in this in this town. You know this. You gotta find your sort of your you gotta. You find your niche. You got to find your a way to brand yourself. Your lane. Get yes. your lane, dog. So my thing is going to be long, confusing titles about sort of workmen, sweaty, effortful yes, puns. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you got it. No one can see that and say. That I didn't try. I can't believe I'm coming back on your fucking podcast <laughs> stuff. And the the reason is you, you just chose the right album to ask me about. Yes. Like, honestly, if you asked me to come in and talk pause or ill communication, uh-huh. uh, hello, nasty, I would probably pass. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't think I, you said license to ill, and I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I you got I got to do I it. I got to, this is the thing. This is the, this is the Matt Apodaca podcast tradition. You got to, you got to break off the first one. With the king. Oh, shit. Yeah. I wonder what, if you choose a third band, I got to like go, uh, brush up on their album. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, because you're, I'm running out of albums that I actually know a lot Let's about. Let's see. What's another, maybe I'll just do a band you like. What's another band you like? Beck. Well, uh, I, I was assuming right. you're white. And yeah. from, well, not, you're, you're not white, but your no. taste in music is very, it is very white. white. Yeah. I grew up in Southern California. I had, I had no choice. Uh, except this one is, uh, oh, wow. First, first, appearance of my young mom uh she got me into this band she's from new york city she's oh, from right. she's from the bronx so she got me into this group when i was a kid i love this yeah. idea because i know your mom is young I, I, it breaks my heart to assume that your mom is like literally 10 years older than me <laughs> <laughs> no my mom's my mom's a respectable 50 oh okay yeah, yeah. so she's 12 years older than <laughs> me that's it <laughs> I am in between you and your mom's age. Yes. Um, <laughs> Smack I think, dab in there. I think that I had I had Will Hines on the last show. He's I think as old or old, a little older than my mom. <laughs> Scott, right under. <laughs> we we established that Scott could have been my dad. <laughs> oh, fingers crossed. Oh, please. <laughs> I want to get a slice of that yeah. comedy bang bang fortune. Oh, please. But this is not this is not what this show is. We're not no. talking about the canon of the Weezer podcast. <laughs> We're here to talk Beastie Boys, but Gabrus, some things have come up and now I have to backpedal. <laughs> things have changed for me. Last time you were here, last time we talked about music, you threatened to kick my ass if I didn't have a passport. What came in the mail last week? I'm hoping the answer is bad. You're like, I, Twizzlers. Yeah, Twizzlers. Oh, cool. I ordered Twizzlers, my passport. So now... Sorry, you have to find something else to kick my ass about. Oh, yeah, Jesus. I'll have to <laughs> dig deep. <laughs> um, you were, like, born with a wedgie, Matt. I'm not worried. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Your mom 
yoked your diapers up your ass and was like, come on, nerd. <laughs> this is the Beastie Boys. Listen to this, nerd. Listen to this. And, okay, so speaking, since we're back on top, on topic, where what is your take on the boys, on the Beastie Boys? Where are you at with these guys? The Beastie Boys were a big part of my childhood. Okay. And I think um, when I was... Up until I was 13, I went to, like, an all-black and Hispanic school where, like, there's only, like, a few white kids in it. And you just got – you heard music that people played or that people told you about. And then when I went to, like, the, uh, like, mostly white school, this would have been, like, 94, 95, well after License to Ill came out. Yes. But that's when I first – like, Beastie Boys were sort of uh, – some of their songs were on MTV and you would know who they were. Like, So What You Want was on MTV a lot. Right. And you'd be like, oh, that's cool video. They had, yeah, they had great videos. Sabotage ruled. And then you find out about this album, License to Ill, and you're like, oh. And I – this is what I remember. So here, two-part statement. I remember playing that song for the first time. It was a CD, so it's not well, – I'm not – I was playing it in the 90s, so it was a <laughs> CD. And I listened to the whole – and I just remember that every song was an absolute fucking banger. Yes. And then I re-listened to License to Ill in the last couple of days in prep for this podcast, just playing it while I'm driving around. Right. And not every song is a banger. I, yeah, yeah. I remember – First of all, I, I, I guess I remember, you know, two-thirds of the tracks. Like, yes. And it's like the first five or six songs, I'm like, oh, I, it, it turns into all bangers about mm-hmm. halfway through, mm-hmm. and I, at least in my opinion now. And I just remember being like, oh, that's that was back in the day where you were just like happy to he- have one good song you liked on an album, and then if you have five, you just assume in your head that everything rules about And I just remembered Life yeah. Still as like, oh, it's an impeccable, undefeated album. And it's not. But holy shit, the songs that rock fucking They're rock. They're so good. And this r- reminds me of a... This, my overall these because like with Weezer, with the Weezer show, the thing about that show was not all their albums are good, and most of them aren't, like to most people. Right. With, this, with these guys... This is going to be a – we're just going to be celebrating because – They have a high hit rate. They have – I think they might be eight for eight. Like, they have no Maladroit. No, they don't have a Maladroit. <laughs> they don't have a Beverly Hills like, right. song. Like all their songs are like pretty rock solid. Like, yes. like And like at least if you don't like every single song, you can't say that an entire album was bad. Right. You can't – like I get it if you're not into Intergalactic, but you can't take Hello Nasty. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, no. Too much good shit. Oh, man. I can't wait to talk about Hello Nasty. <laughs> um, okay. So – did you ever get to see these guys live? Yes, I saw them live at Nassau Coliseum. Wow! On Island. Yeah, wow! It was fucking awesome. <laughs> just me and my brother went too. It was like a really cool experience. Yeah, we uh just like in the small like he's a couple years younger than me. He was a real hip hop head, and I was a real rock and roll guy, like a indie rock guy, mm-hmm. but. Beastie Boys was right in that Venn diagram. I yeah. later then got back into hip hop way more than he's into it now. Yeah. It's a very complicated relationship where we've never liked the same things in my 37 years of being alive, <laughs> uh, which has worked out great for uh, friendship and brotherhood. But um, the concert was it was the Hello Nasty tour, I okay. believe. Yeah, I uh, saw them. It was the one where they yeah. they're that's the one where they're in like uh, blue work suits, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I only got to see them one time. I saw them in 2004. This was for um, their tour for To the Five Burrows. And it was, I was so excited. I was like 13 years old. And 2004, I was graduating college. (laughs) I was 13, I was in middle school. And I, it was on a school night. So I went to school the next day in a Beastie Boys t shirt. And I got to brag that I saw the Beastie Boys the night before. And that's all because your mom was a fan. Yes, my mom took me. And oh, this is going to come up a lot. 
this is this because this is the one story I have about seeing them. They um their opening acts were uh, Talib Kweli, who's incredible, so good, yeah, and um a bunch of do- uh, trained dogs doing tricks, like on stage, like doing like jumps and like running through hoops and jump. It was it was. It's still one of the best things I've ever seen. That's so at awesome. the Long Beach Arena, like <laughs> dogs on a stage in opening a for the Beastie Boys. Yes. that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I think they talked about it on late night. They like, uh, like all three of them went on. It's like, yeah, we just have these dogs. We just thought it would be funny. Uh, they right. They were right. It was <laughs> that's 100% cool correct. as hell. And I, something I remember from the concert. Because uh, this is right around the time they started doing Awesome, I Fucking Shot That. that um, The documentary. Yeah, that documentary yeah. Uh, where you can see, like, Ben Stiller just, like, having the time of his life in the crowd at a Beastie Boys concert. <laughs> um, uh, he won't come and do the, the show, probably. Well, we'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hey, at Red Hour Ben on Twitter, if you want him to come on the show. Please, we need him. We need him. Uh, but uh, these guys, these older guys in front of, well, older. I was 13. <laughs> everyone they were on, adults. Yeah, everyone on planet Earth was older than me at that point. Um, these guys in front of us were smoking weed, and uh, my mom was like, hey, could you guys, like, not... <laughs> Like smoke weed I have my kid here And they turned around And like they looked Kind of pissed But then they looked at me And they are like Yeah Alright we yeah. won't do this, it This is cool This kid's fucked for life yeah. We don't need to be Blowing weed In this 13 year old's face And I was just like I was so mortified That my mom Asked them to do that But I was also like I'm kind of scared that they're doing weed in front of me. <laughs> they're doing weed in front of me. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Uh, but that was, I mean, that's the only time I see them, and I'm sure it'll come up every single episode because it was, it's a memory that I truly cherish because it was like, after that, they only kind of did fest. I don't think they came back to, like, Long Beach in any way. But no, like, uh, they didn't. They, they didn't tour for a long time. No, yeah. and then one of their last shows was a like a bumper shoot show. Right, like they, they did got a lot back together for festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But like that was it, and uh, they it was a it was a it was a a long show. I remember I was like <laughs> tired uh, at middle school, uh, but that was my only time. But Gabrus, I say we just start hopping right into facts, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so this is the first rap LP to top the Billboard album chart, which of course is racist right well i mean that's ex- objectively what it is yes like not by design of the artist no but by design of their fandom yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. they're like uh we like hip-hop but we lo- we really like it when people who look like us well there's do like, it. there's elements yeah. of racism from my childhood that i never even placed together just yes. like my dad my dad's favorite player on every football team was always like the white guy that like was <laughs> that worked hard that he would say and be yeah. like, you know, and it, there was just an element of like racism I didn't pick up on, like yeah. just the older generation saying shit like, and like even how big Eminem got like in the suburbs, right, was so transparent. Like he was saying way worse shit than than any other oh, fucking hip hop artist. I remember but parents his, were buying yeah. their kids the Eminem album because it was a white kid on the cover and not a fucking you know not two live crew. Yeah, <laughs> I remember hearing an Eminem lyric that was something about like putting anthrax on Tampax, and I was like, "Mom, what is he talking about?" And she was like, "Well, we can't listen to Eminem anymore." She's like, "Delete." Yeah, we had to not ever listen to him again. And then guess what? I listened on my own. Oh phone. shit, dude! Was, Are you a rap god now? I, I, well, I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. I love that fucking song. It's really good. Uh, he he should. Um, I want to learn rap god for karaoke. It would be. Such an, incre- an incredible I make feat. elevator music, you make elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could breathe 
as fast as he can. No, I I I get out of breath doing voiceover. <laughs> I'm a professional performer, and I'll do vo- voiceover, and they're like, "Oh, can you just say it a little faster?" And I'll be like, "That's right, Craig. We just have to go over to the store." And I'll be like, "Ooh," and they're like, "All right, you're breathing really heavy in the middle of that yeah. sentence." I'm I like, just I'm have so- terrible breath control. Like I go, like I hike sometimes, and I'm like, "I think I'm gonna die right now," and I'm not even in bad shape. Like I'm in no shape. Uh, I'm not saying I'm in good shape, yeah, but I'm, I'm not, not awful. Shape. No, no, and I'm just like I think. This hill that I walk up every weekend is going to kill me. Yeah, I'm young, not super unhealthy. I have never be- smoked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, you never smoked weed even after that moment? No, smoked- I have smoked weed. Um, not for you? But I didn't inhale. Oh, interesting. No, I probably did. Killer. Uh, uh, for the listener, he held up a blue cum-covered dress <laughs> in case I didn't get the reference. Yeah. And- <laughs> so do you get it? And he stopped the recording to make a bunch of cum to put on the dress. Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're getting off track. Okay. <laughs> no, we're getting but, on track. But it's good that the Epstein thing came up in the facts section. Let me just say that. Oh, why is that? Because he didn't kill himself. Right. Um, oh, right, because we're telling facts. Yeah, because we're telling facts about the album. Uh, so the group, okay, this is also bad. <laughs> I forgot about this one. Uh, the group originally wanted the album to be called Don't Be an F Word. <laughs> okay. Which, you know, 1986, not great. Uh, I watch a lot of vintage movies for my pod, for my podcasting, yes. and the F word is thrown around so cavalierly. Monster Squad is like upsetting to watch. Like, oh, they're I'm like sure. so homophobic and so fat shaming. Well, you can get all the way to The Hangover. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that's not even that old. That's ten years old. <laughs> that yeah, that that's the last breath of the, saying the F word comedically. But yeah, it used to just be like kids like saying it. Oh yeah, I mean. It was such a part of the lexicon of growing up. It's almost different that it is kids, like not that it's excusable, but like because kids just say things that they hear. Right, right. It's not an adult saying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's fucking Kevin's brother from Wonder Years shouting it at fat kids. Yeah, you take any of those kids aside and say, hey, that hurts people's feelings when you say that. They go, oh, I'm sorry. I'll never say that again. (laughs) And adults saying it, you're like, well, they've been saying it for a really (laughs) long time. They they know that they're not supposed to at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad they switched the name. Yeah, Columbia Records uh, wanted them to change it because obviously incredibly homophobic. uh, But uh, Russell Simmons uh, was like, no, I think this should be it. But they, you know, uh, the record label put a pressure on them. And and then Adrock uh, has since apologized for even pitching the even idea. pitching that idea, and that's something that's going to come up probably a bit too. Is that they've had a lot of things like that themes in their songs, for example, a song that we'll get to later, I'm sure, uh, where they've been like, you know what, we were dumb and young, we don't stand by that. Like right, actually, right. Uh, women are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bold stance from the Beastie yeah. Boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, the full album cover, front to back, features a, a the Beastie Boys private jet crashing head on into the side of a mountain, and on the other side of the album looks like a, a joint, an, ex, uh, an extinguished joint. Oh yeah, I they, remember that. They like to party. Oh yeah, they, they and they're the thing is they don't only like to party; they're willing to fight for your right. They'll go all the way down to the, the Supreme Court and <laughs> they'll walk up those stairs and be like, "Let them fight." They must fight. They'll say, let them fight. <laughs> Wait, let them party. Yeah, exactly. We'll fight. We'll fight for their They'll party. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, let them fight. Uh, <laughs> just let them. Sometimes fighting's a party. Uh, Can be. It could be. Uh, and this is the only album by a Jewish hip hop act to receive five mics from the source. 
Hell yeah. That's kind of cool. <laughs> well, who's left? Modest Yahoo? Man, Modest Yahoo was the coolest thing to me when I was, whenever that was He out. came on the scene hard when yes. he came on. I mean, you're just came like. Without a Crown is incredible. Yeah, you're like, he's a rapping reggaeton. Yes. Hasid? Yes. And I don't even know if Hasid's offensive. So I, I don't know either. Hasidic. Yes. He's a <laughs> rapping reggaeton Hasidic man. Yes. <laughs> Cool? He's the only person like him. Yeah, yeah. He's the one of them. Yeah. Yes. And then he comes out, he's like... It's now a stereotype because yes. you are thinking of Modest Yahoo. Yeah. yeah. There was, like, going to be, like, a movie, like, I think, that was, like, similar to his sort of rise. It should. There should be. Yeah. I'm very curious about Modest Yahoo's life. I He doesn't have the hair anymore. He doesn't have the beard. Interesting. I've seen him. Not in person, but I've seen <laughs> recent, more recent photos of him. I've Googled him. him. I, I've Googled him. And he does not look how you think now. Uh, the Beastie Boys are, I love the fact that they, they're the just complex. Old. Like, they might be Jews, yeah. but they're going to get five mics. Yeah, we got to get, we have to, there's a thing. And I say this for most things. Sometimes you just got to give it up. Yeah. Like, you got to, like, you got to just be like, this goes as hard as it possibly can. License to Ills, and it's fucking all over the place in yes. the most positive way. Like, it's unlike, I was saying to uh, someone earlier, I think it was, I was saying to Brett earlier, the album just got so many bangers, but also for a kid, when I was listening to it, it was so um, attainable. It was so clear. Yeah, right. For like hip hop, you can like understand the, uh, all the words they were saying because they're over enunciating and and a, a knock, a little simplistic, mm -hmm. but simplistic in a way that makes you able to scream, yeah. press monkey at uh, your friends. Yeah. I think, uh, was it? Uh, Josh Gondelman on a, uh, a I think it was uh, on Punch Up the Jam on a recent podcast <laughs> said the thing about the Beastie Boys is that they've never been the best rappers ever and they're not like they're trying not for that trying they're no, just like no. this is fun this is like uh, like silly like not silly music there's like an air to, of humor to th what they do yeah they remind yeah. me like to uh, loop in your old podcast, yeah. Weezer felt like that when they started. That yeah. they had a bit of a sense of humor. Yes. Uh, we later learned that Rivers does not, and no. he lost it. And I mean, in he fact, does. He's he, the most serious guy yeah, on earth. He's a little too serious about his own shit. Yeah. The Beastie Boys never really, and, and they got serious. Yes. They did. They did like heavy duty serious things. Yeah. But their shit was always their music was always about fun and yes. like. like rare that you throw on like oh guys don't put it's not the right time to play beastie boys no like, a funeral is like maybe the one of the few times you shouldn't play beastie boys and <laughs> hey, arguably it depends like maybe you should at mine absolutely at mine i want you cranking low yes. rider <laughs> <laughs> slow and low yeah as uh, uh, as the pallbearers carry me nice please yeah, that is the tempo please oh please I, you know what oh i don't even want to get buried but now i want to I don't want to get married, but now no, I'm no, buried. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant married. I only want. I, I didn't want my girlfriend to hear this, but I never wanted to marry her until I realized <laughs> I could play the Beastie Boys at my wedding. I didn't even know it was an option, <laughs> let alone the food. Well, don't let her hear you. They yeah. say that. <laughs> uh, okay, the last fact that I have: Rolling Stone magazine ranked the album 219 on the 500 best albums of all time list and named it the best debut album of all time. Ooh, ooh, I'm. Hard to give it a yes to that second uh, comment, mm -hmm. the best debut of album of all time. We'll have a hard time thinking of a better one. But if you told me 
Uh, do you think License Dale is in the top 500 albums of all time? I would say fuck yes. Yeah, absolutely. 219 even sounds low for it, but we are talking best albums yes, of all time. Yes, best albums of all time. The only thing that I could think could possibly be a contender for maybe best debut of all time. Blue album. No, <laughs> it's not even the blue album. It's Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, that's a pretty solid uh, opener. It's crazy. Is The Chronic Dr. Dre's first album? Mm, is it? I have a computer. <laughs> so do I, but it's at home. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, Thanks for rubbing Gabriel. it in. Uh, okay. <laughs> I see. Yeah, your, your, your computer's at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I forgot my computer. <laughs> uh, the Aftermath comes before uh, the Chronic 2000. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but that's, uh, I mean, might as well consider it a debut. It's so good. Um, okay. Well, before we get into the tracks, Gabrus, I'm gonna take a, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right. Get your big ad money in. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. And I'm so excited to start playing some of these songs. Same, dude. Same. Listening to it, listening to it while driving around these last couple days was getting me pretty hyped. I was listening to it at my desk today. uh, And it's 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 weird desk music because it is just so hype. And I was like, I'm not in the right zone for that. And it's very lyrics forward, so if you're trying to do anything that involves like reading or writing, yeah. and someone's just in your ear like, girls! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's certainly not homework or studying music. No, no, and they don't want to be. No, they, oh man, could you imagine? Imagine if they found out you're doing your homework oh, to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> they'd, come in and, they'd come in and fucking put a banana in your shoe or something. <laughs> Some sort of 90s music video trope. I do think that the Beastie Boys were one of my like first comedic influences like Ad-Rock, Bart Simpson. If you watch the Sabotage music video and don't think that this is insane and funny for yeah. whatever, and it's serious, like not only does it pump you up, but it's also really funny. Yeah. Like that's that's hard to pull off. The, it, the fucking Fight for Your Right to Party music video yeah. is like so funny. Yeah. I went to- The lyrics are funny. The lyrics are funny. They, I mean, their videos, like, that's a lot of Yauk though. Like Yauk was so funny. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're all funny, but he- in particular is just like he's a nut and i went to i can't believe this didn't come up earlier i did see them for their book event which was like a sketch show Mm. it was like crazy because they have a book and it's like this big thick book that is like a retrospective of their entire career and like tells these like really like great stories about like the like just being them and like like what the process was like for the albums and stuff it's really really interesting oh cool uh and there's like wild stuff in it there's like a menu back there from like roy Choi. uh it's it's an interesting book uh a lot of cool pictures but their show was like a sketch show and it was like it was unbelievable it was like good it was really really good i was like they should film this like for netflix or something (laughs) they should put it out like the lonely island yeah it's fucking funny like it's really really funny and um they were just so it's just so cool to watch, but they're also like, they understand now that they probably can't do this anymore. Like, they'll never perform again as the Beastie Boys. So like, Adrock was sp- like speaking some of their lyrics, and it was really funny because he's like, I don't know, I'm like almost fifty years old. Like, <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I can't. I just like, it would be insane if I tried to do that. It was really really funny. Oh, that's interesting. I, yeah, that, that's fucking cool as hell. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. when I saw him, that was like. 15 years oh my god that was 15 years ago yeah they're so, old there's they're they're old now. now yeah 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 exactly and so like they one they'll never perform without yauk yeah and two like it would just be really crazy <laughs> for them to do that yeah hip-hop is like it's a little different like 
going to see the Eagles is a little different than going to see like an a- aged hip. Yeah. Like, how old is Eminem? He's got to be late 40s. Or yeah, this? I would think he's like in his 40s. And even like Jay-Z, like Jay-Z retired and then came back. I've seen Jay-Z within the last few years. Since his retirement. Yeah, like I saw him for the uh, 444 tour and I was like, this is good. I don't know how long he should do this still. Jay-Z was like, I'm retired. Then his wife just became like the huge, like, okay, well, maybe I'm not retired. Yeah, maybe I'll do it too. <laughs> I, I'm also a musician. Yeah. I'll, Bae, I'll pay attention it. to me. I'm also a musician. And then he was like, I did a bad thing and I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a song for you, sweetheart. Yeah, actually, here's an entire album. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Here's an entire album that we, you and I, both have discussed how this is going to go yeah. via our public uh, relations people. <laughs> yes, and then you know what? It would help if your sister also made one. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe I forgot that this is what I look like and went ahead and did that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I forgot you are human perfection. Yeah, silly me. Uh, I agree. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm just so glad you're not mad at me anymore. <laughs> Thank God we're able to monetize this. Oh, God. <laughs> if only for the money. Um, okay, Gabrus. I'm ready to start playing these songs. Let's do it. Here we go. Here, Track one off of License to Ill. Rhyming and Stealing. Great song. Fun song. Great. But... Best known for four and three and two and one, right? Oh, yeah, probably. And, uh, well, my favorite part of the song, oh, man. The thing about this, though, when I really got into this album, I was in a, (laughs) you're going to, this is why you're going to kick my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we found a new reason. I was in a play in my high school. Because uh, I, I listened to the Beastie Boys and I liked all their singles, but I got heavily into the album, this album, when I was in high school. And I was in a production of a play that was like a pirate's show. It was a pirate's like themed show. I can't remember what it was called. Pirates of Penzance? No. <laughs> a different pirate. It was not a no. It was like a three-act like anthology like play. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> go for it. But I don't remember what it was called. But this was like, I was like, guys, we gotta. We got to put this in the show. <laughs> Rhyming and stealing made it into the show. It made it into like the like sort of uh, transition like, music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, what a little dork! I know you're but, the edgiest kid in the fucking Long Beach theater program. Oh man, I was like, please, oh please. <laughs> uh, this song, I think, is a very silly song. It's, I mean, it's about being a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> it's about as clever as that. Um, but the thing that I love about it is that it starts the album so fucking hard. It's such an insane start. Yeah. In the 40. This, this is such rules. an insane part of the song. Yeah. It's crazy. And they're just screaming. I, I, I remember singing along to this, not even knowing what the reference is, what anything yeah. is, just going like, Alibaba and the 40. Thieves. But like, think about. I'm just like I'm not far from this, I guess. But like, imagine remember being like a like a drunk 19 year old, just being like, "This is so fun." Yeah, like just screaming, sweaty, looking at your friends in the face, like Ali Baba. Yeah. yeah. What a what a time to be alive. Oh. But oh, here he goes with the. He's referencing a song that's gonna come no up ho later. Ho on a bottle of brass monkey. 
I've never I've never had Brass Monkey before. Well, here's the thing. I've never had any malt liquor of any kind. Brass Monkey was allegedly a brand of malt liquor, but also when I got to be in like college age, I started hanging out with these older dudes because I was lifeguarding and older like cops and firemen. And one of the guys, a, que- a Queens dude, told me that a Brass Monkey is uh, vodka, rum, and orange juice. Oh. And we were drinking that, like a screwdriver with added rum, and we were drinking that, calling it uh, Brass Monkeys. And I've heard, like, all different varying stories. Uh-huh. So but I think mo- Brass Monkey sort of becomes, like, the thing you want. Like like in like in New York, in the Bronx, ask your yes. mom about a firecracker. <laughs> yeah. Um, a nutcracker, a nutcracker, rather. Like, like a handmade liquor drink that they just, like, hand... Illegally make and give you on like the ferry or on the oh street. Oh my god! Like the day of the Dominican Day Parade or yeah. whatever you get. Uh, and so, like maybe that's where the the brass monkey term extrapolated out to meaning a bunch of stuff. But either way, they're referencing their own song that's forthcoming. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's fucking that's cool as hell. They uh, and later on they um, well on Intergalactic they sample. Mm, drop from the new style, uh. which is so crazy. That's like. Sampling yourself is such a mm, drop. Yeah, sampling (laughs) yourself is one a a power move, the likes of which have never been seen. I think when you're as varied as these guys are, though, like that's it's like it's more okay. Like, oh yeah, their songs aren't too reminiscent of each other. So to have that, it's not like oh they all all their songs sound the same. It does remind me though of when Quentin Tarantino was doing um, press for the Hateful Eight. He was saying. The movies that inspired The Hateful Eight were uh, John Carpenter's The Thing and Reservoir Dogs, his own movie. (laughs) And I was like, that fucking rules. (laughs) It was his worst movie, Hateful Eight, I think. But that's fair. But it's like... I'm inspired by Reservoir Dogs. What was the other movie? He said he was- and The Thing. And The Thing. And yeah. he's like, I saw The Thing and I was like, I wish more people said the N-word and why <laughs> yes. not put one woman that everyone can beat? Yeah, it's sc- so <laughs> crazy. But like, as far as like referencing your own work, I'm like, man, that's tight as that's hell. That's some baller-ass shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, some sam- I, I have noted some of the samples throughout the album. Uh, Rhyming and Stealing samples. Uh, Led Zeppelin's When the Levee Breaks, Black Sabbath's uh, Sweet Leaf, and The Clash, I Fought the Law. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. That's a and three these are a hip-hop songs. act. Yeah. <laughs> but they have so much, I mean, they all listen to uh, so much like different types of music, especially Yauk, uh, and their producer, we didn't even shout him out, Rick Rubin. Yeah, maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. Now he's like a meditation expert or whatever. One, of the, one of the famous Ricks. <laughs> one of, yeah, one we, of the few. Rick Okasic, rest in peace. Yeah. He's, you mean famous engi- uh, Rick album producer. Yes, Ricks. yes, yeah. yes. There's exactly. tons of Ricks. Yeah. There's Pickle Rick. <laughs> can't forget Pickle Rick. You can't forget Pickle Rick. Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. <laughs> Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Get me my Szechuan sauce. <laughs> I wish I didn't like that show as much as I actually Yeah, me could. too. It sucks. <laughs> it's such a good show. Um, okay. Track two from License to Ill. The New Style. So this is a little bit. You can hit play. Okay. Sorry. New style. Oh, is this four and three? Here we go, yeah. (laughs) It's just so good. Yeah, this song is great. The next few are all good, but it really starts to pick up with, like, possibly girls. Like, oh, I forget what order it goes in, but they're... Girls is wild, and I can't wait to talk about it. But this song... It's just, there's something about this song. It showcases all their personalities in such an interesting way. Like, you get a little bit of him, you get a little bit of him, you get a little bit of him, and there's something, like, 
That's just fun. Uh, when I moved, went into your locker and I smashed your glasses. <laughs> I, when I w- went to junior high, there was a dude in my class named Mike D. Uh-huh. I'm gonna leave out his last name, but his last name is like D something like Italian. Yeah. So to just be able to say Mike D all the time, that rules. And I like annoyed him. Like I was, and <laughs> we're, we would later become friends. But he's like, remember when we first met? And you would just constantly be like, dude, you're like Mike D from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm really sorry. It's so good. Um, he this song, they did it. They did um a unreleased version. Neil Brennan released it when uh Yauk died, but it, on um the Chappelle show they did like a guest spot on the Chappelle show and they did it like acapella on like a ferry in New York. Oh, that's so fucking cool! Yeah. I gotta look that up. It's so I'll send it to you. It's yeah. it's the coolest thing. And then Chappelle does the uh let me clear my throat part. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's just in so many hip hop songs. It's too. so crazy. Uh, Their awesome. father had and be so I shot him in the head. It's so good. <laughs> they this samples uh, Trouble Funk, uh, Drop the Bomb, Funk Inc, Cool is Back, Run DMC, Peter Piper, uh, and the B Boys. Two three break. It's fucking. I do want to skip ahead to the part that is like. Uh, I mean. It just passed. Happy happy birthday, Adrock. <laughs> Where is it? Happy here? Halloween. Happy birthday. Check it over here, baby pop. And let all the fly skimmers feel the This is just insane to me. It's such a fucking vibe, man. It's so good. <laughs> and let the beat mm, drop. <laughs> and these guys, and this one in particular talking a lot about having a gun i would venture to guess never seen one. Oh, at this point no 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 these guys have seen like mostly skateboards yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so i just love it it's such a good party song like such a good like we're fucking cool as hell this made me feel cool when i was a teenager well i think you just tapped into a lot of what made beastie boys so popular yeah is that it was yes maybe partially racism uh of like this is why it got really popular in the suburbs but also white kids could see themselves being like the beastie boys easier than now with imagination and like the tackling of fucking racial conversations yeah but when you were a kid you're like oh this is like me and my friends you wouldn't see like you know uh g unit and be like that's like me and my friends as like a bunch of but as like white goofy kids and then like they do this you're like oh wait can we be cool actually yeah Yeah. and a a lot of like when they were first coming out a lot of people thought they were puerto rican so like just because they were like rapping like oh they must be they 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 couldn't be (laughs) jewish well they're not black yeah so they must be puerto rican (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and they're like nope we're actually three jewish boys from new york city um but they and i never made that mistake of course uh (laughs) being uh one myself uh puerto rican uh but they i think that's part of why my mom got into them because she was like from here and like oh these guys are great uh and then it was like surprise Surprise, Surprise. they're not Puerto Rican. Yeah, they're not Puerto Rican. Matthew, I don't want you listening to those Jew rappers. Mom! (laughs) (laughs) Not cool. She didn't want me to listen to... to the five boroughs because it had, like, actual swears on it. And that was, like, one of their first ones to, like, have, like, 
they don't really say fuck or anything. Right, right. Yeah. They say dirty, weird shit, but yeah. they don't like necessarily have explicitly. Yeah, actually. and then that one, they say fuck a few times, and she was like, I don't know. I was like, Mom, I'm 13. Mom, I'm going <laughs> to work in comedy podcasts. Yeah, don't you get it? <laughs> don't you know who my known associates are? These are going to be the least offensive things I overhear for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> okay. Track, we're, we're moving right along. Track three on License moving to Hill. Moving right along. Yeah. We're on track three. There's like 12 tracks in this. <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. Uh, this one, She's Crafty. Love this. Just a nice little drum filler here. This samples... Uh, the Ocean by Led Zeppelin. I've never really heard Led Zeppelin. I've oh, never really done it. You gotta do your next album, uh, your next podcast. <laughs> Getting the lead out <laughs> with Matt. No, it would be something more convoluted. Oh yeah, yeah. When the podcast breaks or something. <laughs> this one for me. Is good, but it's not one that I was like that I would put on a mix. Like right. if I was listening to the album in full, I wouldn't skip it. I wouldn't skip it, but it's not one that I'm thinking about a lot. But I think it's it's rock solid. I think I remember being a kid and thinking this song was like a minute too long. That girl's a bum. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a child and I'm like, I wish this song was over. And get to the next one. And the thing about the, their style, it's a improv game. <laughs> like people do it, it's, it's sort of like easy to replicate. But no one had been really doing it the way they were. Yeah. So like that's why it became such a th fun thing to try to mimic. Right, and it's like the call and response shit is fucking like yes. mana for kids because then you can just go to the concert and, and play and be part of it. I'm fully charged. Yes, I'm exactly like the Beastie Boys. <laughs> This song is about how women are sneaky and crafty. <laughs> yeah, and like, I guess at this point in my life when I was young, uh, listening to it, you just thought it was about like a woman who's like good at gluing googly eyes on I thought paper it was plates. about Martha Stewart. <laughs> She's crafty. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I just, I, I wouldn't, like, songs about women didn't have the same effect on me because I was like 13. So I, it wasn't if it wasn't about I hope this girl likes me I didn't get it right 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 you're like why would you ever complain about a girl <laughs> yeah like yeah like dude she's talking to you we always talk about that in movies like growing up when you see a guy like turn down sex from a woman and you're a kid you're like what but what if you never get the opportunity again you're like oh when you're older you have to like make kinda, decisions yeah it comes up but when you're a kid you're like why would you ever say no to sex who cares about the context <laughs> there's I don't know if you watch. 90 Day Fiance, Gabrus. I don't. Okay, well, there's this guy on there right now on Before the 90 Days who is dating this beautiful Colombian woman. And the only thing that I can think about is that he must be depressed because she keeps being like, please fuck me. <laughs> and he won't do it. Oh, man. What a bummer. It sucks. That's it's so sad. That's hard. I mean, now that I'm like almost 40, I get it. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I could not understand turning down No, sex. and I'm just watching it. And I'm guessing, you know, hey, maybe I'm young and I'm thinking about it the wrong way. 
Yeah, you don't know what he's going through. I don't know what he's going through. He seems sad. I'll say that he seems sad, <laughs> and I don't want him to be sad. Maybe if you come, dude, maybe you won't be so sad. <laughs> dude, <laughs> trust me, dude, once you nut, everything changes. Have you tried nutting, my guy? <laughs> Yo, my guy, let's try nutting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a... It, First of all, if you want to ruin your entire life, watch the show because it's a nightmare. It's so fun. Uh, everyone sells me on it. I just can't even like introduce more content into my life. Well, yeah, you have to watch a crazy movie several times a week. Right. They're yeah. fucking long, and there's a lot of material for yeah. 90 Day Fiance. There, I mean, Lapkiss spent four seasons of fucking Raised by TV trying to get me on it, and it didn't work. So, hmm. But maybe it'll work. So now. you're saying- Now you're, I will. What you're saying is you're going to try because I said so. <laughs> yep. Well, if it's Lapkiss and Matt, how could I not? How could I not? <laughs> okay, track four on License to Ill, Posse in Effect. This would be a song I would accidentally, like, leave out in a trivia night if you were like, can you name all the songs on License Tale? Yes. I'd be like, fuck. And someone's like, one more. And I'd be like, really? Yeah. Really? And then they'd be like, posse in effect. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Like, this one doesn't stand out as much as the other. No, it's because it's like... It's not different enough from She's Crafty right. or, like, any of the other songs. It's kind of just on it, but it's fun. Yeah. Cooling in the boys' room, cooling by the locker. And the thing about these guys, they're going to tell you how cool they are, too. Yeah. And I love that. Well, I'm always like, how cool are these guys that I'm listening to? And then I like when they go, well, actually, we're pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry I even doubted <laughs> yeah. you. I'm glad you told me because I was, I had no idea where, how, like, where we we're coming from cool-wise. No. Then you hit me with that you're actually fucking cool. I'm in. Uh, this song. Oh, I want to talk about this. So he said he's got more rhymes than Abe Vigoda. Abe Vigoda has been someone who's been old my entire life and is somehow still alive. We talk, I talk about that with fucking Betty White all the time. Yes. When I was a kid, she was the oldest woman I could think of. <laughs> and 30 years have passed and she's yeah. still alive. It's so crazy. She, Not that I want to, she hasn't to die. Gotten she hasn't gotten younger. No. <laughs> Ava Goda was like a, a running gag on Conan yes, for a while. That's where I first came to know him. I've I never seen like, him in a movie. Yeah, I don't, like, I couldn't even tell you what he's famous. He's like one of those people that I, like, when you're like, oh, Kevin Pollock, you're like, yeah, the guy who does the killer uh, walking impression. Yeah, it's like, the guy who invented actually, that impression. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he has a lot of other stuff that you'll, it, it, oh, he's in A Few Good Men. Oh, he's in, like, he's in real <laughs> movies. And a then, like, Abe Vigoda, I'm like, I think he's. I know he's a Beastie Boys reference and on Conan every once in a while for sketches. I think he's in The Godfather. He might be. <laughs> He's definitely. Uh, I he's can't. still in, in the Godfather. He's the oldest man. Yeah, in the and they're movie. all like, "Holy shit! Look out of the way! This old guy's coming through. He's he's got only a couple years left. Forty? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he he's certainly still alive as a, as of this recording. Yeah, I don't know what's happening right now in the world. Oh yeah, no. Uh, uh, elite team of special forces have surrounded his apartment and are going to kill Abe Vigoda. Oh, my God. I don't know what's happening in this world, but SEAL Team 6 has been hunting Abe Vigoda for the last couple of months. Or that hero dog. <laughs> oh, finally. Conan, also named Conan. <laughs> <laughs> you think, you hear, you hear hero dog and Conan, you think triumph. Yeah. No, but Triumph not did him. not kill Abdul no. uh, Bargatti. I actually he did don't poop know on him, though. <laughs> uh, for me to poop on. <laughs> <laughs> he died like a dog, like Triumph the dog. He was on Smigel's hand. 
and the terrorists were able to pull him off his hand, and God. he died like a dog. What a cool and normal man. What a cool normal guy. It's like, oh, you're saying like a dog, like it's not the saddest thing to imagine because you don't realize that everyone else in America thinks a dog dying is sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he watches Marley and me is like cracking up. He's like, fine, look at that dog. Dying like a dog. <laughs> Marley died like a dog. Marley died like a known terrorist. <laughs> Marley died like the ace of clubs from the FBI's most wanted terror deck. <laughs> Marley's the Joker. Not a lot of people know that. Agent of chaos. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> okay, track five on License to Ill. Slow Ride. Oh, Slow Ride. Here we go. The title refers to the Foghat song of the same name, but does not sample it. But this is the song I accidentally said Lowrider before. Yeah, because it samples Lowrider. Yeah, yeah. By war. It's called Slow Ride, samples Lowrider. (laughs) This song fucking rules. They got me a committee to get me off the block because I play my rhymes loud and I play them nonstop. Yes. This is the song. A committee to get me off the block because I play my rhymes loud and I say them nonstop. All about. So when I first heard this song when I was a kid, I'd never had White Castle before because I'm from Southern California. Yeah, yeah. And my mom was like, they sell them at the fucking store. We'll just go get them. And she got them. And then I got really addicted to the frozen White Castle burgers. They're pretty good. I will say, I'm saving this for my Doughboys episode, but um, White Castle frozen burgers are the closest approximation you can get to any... Um, frozen uh, really? chain restaurants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so many places sell, like, oh, you can get the TGI Fridays uh, jalapeno poppers or yeah. whatever. Nothing. The fucking frozen White Castles work so well. They're so, they're so good, those little onions, Gabriel. The onions are amazing. <laughs> the bread goes from a frozen brick to, like, a, a fucking chemical pillow yeah. in, like, 40 seconds in the microwave. It's They're so good. I've never had it in New York. Every time I've gone for the Del Close Marathon, everyone's like, Matt, you're going to get diarrhea. And then I psych myself out, knowing it wouldn't happen to me because I eat garbage. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, your body you understand. Like, you have like a seagull stomach. I you can pre- eat like french fries out of a bag covered in sand and nothing happens to you. I got to the party and I got loose. I got... I've gotten good at knowing who is who. Obviously, Yauk has a very distinct voice. Um, But when I was a kid, I'd be like, is that Mike D or is that MCA? Or is that Mike D or is that Adrock? And then obviously, they're so different. Right, right. But like, I always got them confused when I was young, and now I don't do that anymore. Oh, that's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a hard time with hearing shit like that anyway. Like, when I listen to a podcast, if their voices aren't that distinct, I I don't mind, but I have a hard time telling who's who. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, man. I cannot recommend love it or leave it oh yeah <laughs> all those guys sound the same to me uh, but this song also samples uh fat larry's band down on the avenue and this uh, the steve miller band take my money jesus they what a what a varied uh like sample list Fun. Well, also, like, I'm thinking about, like, being a young kid who I'm like, ooh, hip-hop, fun. Oh, and then, like, being injected, like, with all these other, like, types of music and, yes. like, uh, samples and shit, just, like, unbeknownst to me. And then when they start, like, expanding their discography, like, on Paul's Boutique, if this was too much, 
Paul's boutique is gonna, it would drive you insane. Right, right. It'd right. be like taking both the red and blue pill. Oh no, the purple pill. The purple Morpheus pill. Morpheus is like, don't take the purple pill, Neo. <laughs> Do you, you think psychopath? That's... You fucking lunatic. By the way, I'm doing uh, my my Morpheus is played by Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a certain set of skills. <laughs> Do you think in the forthcoming fourth Matrix? They're going to explore the purple pill at all? Oh, yeah, and the purple pill yeah. is Adderall. <laughs> and Neo's able to finally focus. It's not like uh, Blue Chew or something? Yeah, it's Blue Chew. Blue Chew promo code, uh, whatcha, whatcha, whatcha want, talk about the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Look, if Blue Chew wants to sponsor the show, I'll read the ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not against. If Blue Chew wants to sponsor your podcast, I'll read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although, Blue Chew, please sponsor any one of my podcasts, any one of Matt's. Please. Throw us a couple of bucks for P fuck's sake. Please. We'll <laughs> read it. We're just trying to get hard. Yeah. I, I, I've heard it's really good. I heard that I've once heard. you, I've heard when you get hard, it's like good. Oh, I I've heard that being hard is good. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, of, I heard people like being hard. Yeah. I heard like ladies like it when guys are hard. Yeah. And additionally, they also love Cool James. Oh, shit. They, ladies do love Cool James. LDL Cool James. Yeah, they love they love it. Um, okay, so you said that the album really kicks in for you at Slow Ride. Wait, what's the one after Slow Ride? Track number six, Girls. Yes. I think Slow Ride is, is your ramp up. And then this is where the album takes a fucking weird-ass turn. Yes. How could you not... Like enjoy this though. This is like really want is This was the seventh single from this album. They had seven singles from this album. Jesus. Almost all of the songs on the half more than half the album went was a single. single. Well it is varied enough that you're not gonna have like repetitive singles. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Back in the day. <laughs> uh, they wrote, uh, Ad-Rock and Rick Rubin wrote this song on a train. Uh, the, he said, uh, on the Genius Annotation, uh, we trained down to D.C. to record with the Junkyard Band, this band of kids who played D.C. go-go uh, on garbage cans. We put out a Junkyard Band single on Def Jam. On the train back, we wrote Girls. It was rooted in an Isley Brothers song, Shout. It was written with that music in mind, and we sort of did our version of what uh, would have been. We wrote really stupid, offensive words. I can't believe that I can't. I didn't place how similar this is to shout. Yeah. Now that you've said it's it, exactly shout. Yeah. A little bit louder now, girls. <laughs> and they another fun fact about this song: they never performed it live. That makes sense. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I've definitely blasted this song at a party where all the dudes like. Severe date rape energy of like, <laughs> all I really want is girls. And girls are like calling their parents to pick them up yeah. and shit. And then, of course, then he's about to list all the things he wants girls to do. And that's, uh, you know, severely reductive. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't even get to like sexual acts to like the eighth one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you don't even understand. It's I, mostly, just want... I just need chicks to get my chores done. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do my chores. And obviously, not not a great look. Uh, something they've apologized for. Uh, MCA on what, a song on, I think, Ill Communication or something. I can't remember what song it was. He said, I want to say a little something that's long overdue. This, this disrespectful women has got to be through. He's like, don't do that anymore. Right. 
He's like, don't do that anymore. And don't listen to that. Was that sure shot? It was sure shot. Sure to make your body shine. Um, and so they, they never performed this song uh, live. And it said that the, the song talks about the narrator, Adrock's desire for, yeah, it's all about, like, women. Uh, he recalls an experience from two years before where he had a woman who had an interest uh, in MCA. MCA did not like this woman. Oh, is she was jocking uh, MC, uh, Mike D to his dismay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, okay. Track number seven is their least favorite song, Fight for Your Right. That's fair. I can see how. I mean, this is a rock song. Yes. I mean, and not just because there's an electric guitar riff to open it. Uh, they just are like, this was supposed to be like an ironic song, like a parody of a party song, uh, like uh, you know, a parody of like smoking in the boys' room or yeah, I want to yeah. rock. Uh, and then they said. Uh, that the irony was lost on most of its listeners. Uh, Mike D commented that the only thing that upsets me is that we might have reinforced certain values of some people in our audience <laughs> when our own values were actually totally different. <laughs> Classes and no homework. So you know, maybe they actually did want to do homework. Oh, yeah. Um, dorks. Yeah. But teach a teacher's class like you're some kind of jerk. But it's that thing of like being a kid hearing this song. I'm just like, please. Please let me party like these guys. I don't even want to party like these guys at this point. I just do like the idea of no homework. Oh, man. Let's... I want to be on the record as saying homework fucking sucks. I'll go step one step further. School sucks. School sucks both. You're right. School does suck. <laughs> man... I never thought it. I always think of you as a little younger than me, but nothing makes you seem younger than sitting there going, you know what? School sucks. <laughs> and down with homework. So <laughs> vacation forever. I do. I do feel that homework is like ruining children's lives. Yeah. The like, common core and such. Just having to do school outside of school is too much to ask for children yeah. to do. And then like the weights on their parents too, and they could be sitting around like watching a movie together or having dinner and talking. Instead, they're forced to like do long mat their child's long math. There was a oh, this fucking rules. Got to cut a good guitar solo. It wouldn't be my show if I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, I there's thinking about that. There's years of my life. That I saw my mom very little because she was a single parent and, uh, like, didn't, like, really, she helped us as much as she could, like, with homework. But she was like, I made dinner the night before for the next day <laughs> so that then you could heat it up when you got home and do homework because I'm not getting home until late. Ugh. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with you. I was a latchkey kid, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to go home and do fucking homework and then also, like, get my brother to get his homework done yeah. and get my other brothers into their pajamas. Like, it's fucking stressful. It's it's hard. It's hard. Homework, bad. School, bad. <laughs> Repay all student debts. Yeah, fuck Wave them. Cancel homework. Fridays off. Four days a week. I mean, fuck over parents. Fuck it. Parents only should, should have Fridays off, too. How about this? Kids go to work. Parents go to school. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Girls drool. <laughs> well, that's something that I do think is still true. That boys are cool and girls drool. It's, boys I don't make, girls girls make the rules. <laughs> it's just I know a, a thing or two. Yeah. Chicks be drooling. Yeah. Ladies be shopping and yeah. girls be drooling. And girls be drooling. <laughs> uh, they drink Pepsi to get more sexy. Yeah. Well, and... Oh, no. 
Boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider, don't they? <laughs> no, fuck. Oh dude. man. Damn it, Jupiter. You <laughs> made me so stupid this time around. Okay, track number eight oh, is maybe yeah. my favorite song in the album. Nope. It's one of my favorites, though. No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, I would eventually get to, like, live in Brooklyn for yeah. seven years and have this song be something that I was screaming as a kid and not even really, despite living 45 minutes away from Brooklyn, not really having a clue as to what it was. You know that every time I flew to New York for a Dell Close Marathon, I was the corniest I could be, and this was the first thing I heard as soon as I touched down in New York City. Oh, really? Every time. Oh, I liked, someone one time said it as a joke, and it, it is really fun yeah. to play back in the New York groove as you land <laughs> in New York. <laughs> back, back in the New York groove. <laughs> the only other thing I've ever done like that is I had like a day in Chicago and I walked around just listening to Kanye West and I was like, this is perfect. Oh, that is kind of cool. It's the best. Yeah. If you can do someone who's like really like, I would walk around New York and listen to Billy Joel all day. Are you oh, kidding hell me? Yeah, That'd be the dude. best day of your life. <laughs> best day of fucking life. <laughs> Got a, a homeless guy spit in my mouth, but I've been like walking around listening to Billy Joel. I all stepped day. in human shit twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this song uh, is, a, is a reference to a then popular uh, metal and uh, is a play on the Motorhead song or Motorhead album, No Sleep Till Hammersmith. And Carrie King from Slayer. Plays guitar in the song and what? appears in the video. Oh, that's yes. awesome. Yeah, and uh, per Rick Rubin, he said, Kerry King did the solo right there, much to the dismay of Adam Yauch. He hated Slayer. He didn't like metal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It makes me even happier. Yeah, because he's like, fuck. It's, it's, I don't like it, but it's that good. It's it has be to be in the song. Yeah. Also, like, riding the F train or the L train, depending on what neighborhood I was living in. Yeah. Home late at night. It's really hard to, like, not hear Don't Sleep Till Brooklyn in your head. Like, oh, yeah. Like, don't fall asleep on this train until you're home. <laughs> well, like, even, like, there's just something about these guys and, like, the Beastie Boys music in, in general and music in New York, music from New York. You're walking around and you just hear stuff. Yeah. Like, I just, like... In, you don't really get that experience in LA because you're in a car a lot of the time. Right. But like, uh, that's the best part about walking around New York is you just hear the most wild shit, either spoken or, or like playing, or, or playing on yeah, a radio or something. Yes. And you're just like, this is great. It it's like uh, the Epcot Center, like in New York, when you can like walk into a deli and it. Oh, this deli is Indian dudes. Yes. There's Indian music playing. Oh, this this deli is this yes. nationality because these dudes are playing this. This business is playing this. This. Chinese food places blasting hip hop. Yeah. This like black barbershop is playing. Like you just keep walking. There's just so much shit going on in New York. And it's like everyone's from all over. And yeah. everyone has also got that New York attitude of like what I want to play and what I want to listen to is all that matters. Yeah, I yeah. have the nerve to th dictate the taste of your shopping experience. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not just for fucking crate digger, like yeah. hipster record guys. Yeah. It is also for 45 year old Persian business. Yeah. Owners. And then what happens? <laughs> happens at every grocery store here they play train oh. uh, <laughs> uh okay i think this next song is my favorite gabrus yes number nine paul revere this might be my favorite too now, story I got to tell about three bad brothers, you, you know, know so well 
because the it's almost a it's a sketch. You're listening to a sketch. Yes, and this is yeah like. You can really track, like, Beastie Boys' ill communication to Lonely Island. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like, the, they, that is them. This right. is this three white them. Jewish, they're like the SoCal fucking, uh, the California-based. Uh, they had, they heard this one time and had no other choice. They were like, we're pretty good at rap, but we're even better at comedy. It's yes. like, how about we lightly do rap, but mostly do comedy. Yes. Yeah. And, like, this song, to me, when I was a kid, I just thought it was so funny. Like I, I thought it was so cool. And yeah. the fact that it was about Paul Revere. Yes. Which is something you only know about from school. Yeah. And 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 you don't have the context when you're a kid to be like, what Paul Revere did was brave and interesting. Yeah. And like you just know like, ugh, Paul Revere, something to remember. But the fucking beastie sang about yeah. it, you know, and all of a sudden it has like a whole nother kind of And I will say, I think it helped me in school. <laughs> like because uh, I was like, I have the context from the song. Like, okay, what did you do? I know who Paul Revere. Yeah, is. I know okay. who he, yeah. I know the name at least. Yeah, yeah. name um, recognition through the roof for Paul Revere. <laughs> thanks to the Beastie Boys. Yes, I think it was the most popular uh, baby boy name that year. <laughs> this is my Full son, name. Paul Revere. Yeah. <laughs> Paul uh, Revere Friedman. <laughs> but this is um, uh, Adarock told how the song evolved from an incident when the Beastie Boys were waiting outside a recording studio for Run DMC. Uh, when Run uh, suddenly came uh, running down the street, screaming incoherently. When he reached the Beastie Boys, he said, here's a little story I got to tell. And after much confusion, Simmons stated, that's the song. And the band worked on it from there. Oh, that's yeah, so, so cool. It, like, it's something that happened to them. Uh, and then... Uh, Mike D remembered that the group played uh, with an 808 drum machine during the ill sessions, and Yauk asked what the tracks w would sound like if the beats were played backwards. And so that he basically bounced the beats from one tape to another tape and then flipped them, and then that's the beat that we're hearing right that's now. That's why it has that, like, yes. like that's why the. The tail of the drum is in the beginning. It's like, zoom, do, yes. do, do, do. it's so cool. He's a genius. He's it's a, awesome. Yeah. And I, I I, will always love storytelling songs. Oh, me too. I love like epic tales of like the Submariner song. Fucking get ready, because this ain't funny. My name is Mike D and I'm about to get money. It's so cool. <laughs> it's maybe my favorite sketch too. <laughs> This it goes Mr. Ch uh, Mr. Show chair audition sketch, and then Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's uh, the State Sideways House. And God damn this Sideways House! What a great fucking sketch. So funny. It's almost weirdly an underrated sketch. It, yeah, despite how highly rated it is. Yeah, it's it is. so because like the audition is the thing that comes up. Oh right. It's but like Sideways House. Is perfect. <laughs> it's so stupid. God damn. Michael Ian Black leaning into the house, doing that crazy neighbor thing. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay. The next. Okay. Also, uh, I didn't say that song samples. Uh, it's yours uh, by uh, T. LaRock and uh, J uh, Jazzy J. Rocket in the Pocket uh, by Cerrone and Hardcore Hip Hop by Mantronics. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Mantronics up in that shit. He got to get him in. Okay. And then the uh, track number 10 off of License to Ill. We're almost there. Hold it now. Hit it. This upcoming thing right here is what um, Ad-Rock spoke instead of uh, having it wrapped.
So that was, now I chill real ill when I start to chill. <laughs> when I fill my pockets with a knot of dollar bills. <laughs> Sipping pints of ale out the windowsill. When I get my fill, I'm chilly chill. <laughs> now imagine a 50-year-old man rapping that. That'd yeah. be embarrassing. Yep. Time to do uh, some singer-songwriter shit. Yes. <laughs> Time to get an acoustic in a stool, dude. <laughs> uh, this has a lot of samples in it, yes. actually. Uh, so you have... Take Me to the Mardi Gras by Bob James, Funky Stuff by Cool and the Gang, The Return of Leroy Part 1 by the Jimmy Castor Bunch, Lottie Da D by Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, Christmas Rappin' by Curtis Blow, Drop the Bomb and Let's Get Small by Trouble Funk, and uh, Time to Get Ill by the Beastie Boys. They sample themselves. <laughs> it's so on a good. song that's coming later. Yeah, on a song that hasn't come, it hasn't yes. come up yet, yes. So cool. These guys and between these guys and Rick Rubin, their music taste was so all they knew so much about hip hop. Yeah. And, yeah. Jerry Lewis, a dated reference now. Not to me. Not to me you. Well <laughs> I'm uh, I I'm our generation's Jerry Lewis. A lot of people don't <laughs> do people Oh well just because of some of your views. Yeah, some of my characters. <laughs> uh, I looked up the I saw a video of Ad Rock doing the Jerry Lewis dance. Uh, recently when I was doing research for this and now I don't remember even how it went but it was just like a little steps yeah <laughs> good to know yeah uh, good for a an audio medium yeah it's good for me to half remember a dance I saw in a video once <laughs> recently I mean that's not good for my my overall brain health I should remember yeah no that's this is bad news yeah this is very bad shit that's happening to you I my brain is deteriorating <laughs> oh yeah yeah and mine's fucking oatmeal at this point the only thing <laughs> the only things I remember is what Josh Gondelman said on punch up the jam <laughs> the only thing I remember is Kurt Russell lines from movies from 35 years ago the Santa one <laughs> yeah that's the only one that's the only one I've ever seen <laughs> I saw a cause all those Disney plus things are coming out He's oh, in a right. lot of those movies. Yes. He's looked that way his whole life. He's, he's been that handsome forever. He's he, he looked good young and he looked good old. Not a lot, not everyone pulls that off. Like, no. Clint Eastwood was handsome for like 55 years. Like <laughs> There are people who can really pull it off. Yes. Some people are handsome younger and d don't pull it off older, but a lot of people could just be like, holy shit, have you been like attractive? Like Helen Mirren, you've been attractive Your for whole, 60 yeah. years. Yeah. You know who I think is starting to slip? Clooney. Ooh, Clooney, yeah. Harrison Ford is someone who is starting to slip, too. Yes. But, I, but Harrison Ford's getting to be, like, actually old. Yeah, I think with Clooney, he's starting to look goofy. Interesting. I don't Interesting. know. I don't really take him seriously in the same way that I used to. I haven't seen him in a movie in a while, though. Oh, that's part of it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I only seen him in tequila ads. Yeah, well, or in uh, Nescafe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've said this on too many podcasts, and I don't even know if it's true anymore, but I heard that Clooney uses all his money from those Nespresso and Nescafe uh -huh. ads to hire a drone to keep an eye on like some warlord in like a war torn country that was committing atrocities against his villagers. Coney? <laughs> like not Coney, but something to that effect, like yeah. in Syria or something. I don't I don't know enough, but I heard that Clo Clooney used that money exclusively to keep a drone to help keep the villagers safe. I a hundred percent believe that and I love you know what, I take it back. Clooney's hotter than ever. I want Clo he's coffee Iron Man. <laughs> I want Clooney to bring back his fucking from Dust till dawn look. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, just like Tiny the wax bangs. down bangs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he'll be back in my good graces. Then I'll be ready to fuck the Clune again. 
And not a moment sooner. I can't wait to fuck the clue. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Two clue. I'm down to clue. Doing the clue. You doing the clue? <laughs> yeah, our brains are bad. Yeah, it's much. Um, okay. Absolutely much. <laughs> uh, track. We're we're near the end here. Track eleven on License to Ill. The aforementioned Brass Monkey. That funky monkey. Here we go. Oops. That's what I would say if I was a radio DJ. I'd be like, now it's a time to hear a song about that funky monkey. Brass Monkey. <laughs> you did great. You do great station IDs. I would love that. Yeah. And we talked about it a little bit. This song is about an alcoholic beverage. That's all it is. That's why, like, these guys have that energy of, like, the sketch group that you like because they're, or, like, the group, uh, the art collective that you like, whatever medium it might be, because it feels like they're, these guys were sitting around drinking Brass Monkey and they were like, that funky, oh, yeah, and then just, like, kept finding more and more funny bits to yes, do about it. Yeah, they, And that makes you, like, oh, like, these are just buddies making songs about the shit that they drink and drive in and, wear, and, and chicks and yes. the train ride to Brooklyn and all that. That is the thing that comes through, especially at this point. They... They were friends their whole life, right? And then they decide, and then they decided to do this. I know it's so funny. Like, so cool. they're just like, oh, we might as well. We're hanging out, doing all sorts of stupid bullshit all the time. It's always wild when these bands that are huge all know each other before, like, like they met when they were children. Like, the, so did the the Beatles and like the Rolling Stones, yeah. right? They all know each other from so young. And it's imagine like, knowing someone the entire time. Uh, Mick has known Keith Richards. I know that. Like, I think my brother would be the only person. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's really crazy, but it's also it's so nice because like when they're talking about hanging out and doing these things, it, you do you it, buy it. You're like, oh yeah, they do that. It's believable for yeah. sure. Such a fun beat and like such a fun song. I do think they reference a date rape drug in this song. Oh yeah, uh, but that's you know it's not good. No. I mean, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm not going to take a stance whether I'm pro or anti date rape drugs at this point. (laughs) I'm waiting for more. Have enough of the information. I'm waiting for more information to come out. Waiting to see. No, objectively, they are a bad. They're bad. Unless you're taking them for yourself recreationally, in which case, yeah, more power to you. But that's wild as well. That you shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. But (laughs) the songs, it's it flew by. It's such a fun little party song. Well, that's the other thing about uh, the whole album is that like some songs are three minutes some are five some are two you know and you can like really blast through you really can and why don't we blast through to track 12 huh funny how we're talking about going fast oh yeah because this next one is slow and low that is I love that hip-hop noise that would eventually be bastardized to be used in, like, Christopher Nolan trailers. (laughs) (laughs) This song samples Eighth Wonder by the Sugar Hill Gang and Flick of the Switch by ACDC. Oh, shit, dude. Get off the wall. It's time to party, so have a ball. He's so fun. Like a volcano, I'll erupt. I couldn't ever... 
The amount of Beastie Boys couplets that are easy to like are just burning. I'm intercontinental when I eat French toast. Yeah. Like just the shit that's stuck in your head because yeah. it's such clean poetry is it's wild. It's really, really good. Cause and that's just a testament they're just good at it. Yeah. They're just good. It's so fun. Like it's cause you you remember them in the I've been talking about how they are sort of like sketches or whatever but you remember some of their lyrics in the cadence of jokes because like right. some of them are just so funny. in the same way that you remember like from the simpsons or something my cat's breath smells like cat food yeah like you that sticks with you for some reason it sticks with you more in a way that other lyrics ne don't necessarily do right because they make you laugh they, yes. they pop also like these lyrics like we we're talking about earlier like the simplicity like if you're a kid you're just like let yourself go slow and low. That is the tempo. Yeah. Like just knowing the exact words for me as a kid was like, this is so cool. Yeah. And just such a fun, like a, a great beat, a well-produced song. Rick, my hat. Hey, Rick Rubin, you heard it here. Matt Apodaca thinks you're good at producing music. <laughs> my compliments to the chef. <laughs> hey, I'm going out on a limb here. Rick Rubin, pretty good at his job. I think pretty good. I... I haven't ever heard a song that Pickle Rick has uh, produced. Oh, you got it. Oh, dude, I got to well, oh, come Swifty? do my podcast. Okay, <laughs> you, have, you have his? Yeah, we do Pickle Rick's discography. It's Pickle Rickography. Oh, man. It's pretty dope. I. It sounds epic. It is exactly epic, dude. <laughs> There's This song, I love it. I don't know if I know how it ends. What, Slow and Low? Yeah. I will say it is one of the songs that you get bored of. Yeah. Because it is repetitive. It starts off really good. I was really hyped in it. I was like, well, I'm just going to stop it there, I think. Yeah, well, because it just keeps going. It, uh, yeah. Not a lot of new stuff happens. But, Gabrus, I'm really excited about this. We've reached the end. Oh, hell yeah. We're on the last song. Do do, it. Do, are you wearing a, a watch by any chance? No, I'm sorry. Ah. I wish I knew what time it was. <laughs> I just said, I don't know what time it is. Well, what time is it? I think, I think it's time to get ill. <laughs> What's the time? It's time to get ill. What's the time? <laughs> <laughs> to Kevin's watching in the room. Kevin watching. <laughs> you know, Kevin's <laughs> If Kevin's shaking his head at me, I did a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. If you're recording a podcast, you did a bad thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> podcast culture is canceled. If you're if you're recording a podcast after a day of time. producing podcasts for a living, and then you stay at your job extra late to do another one, they that's your problem. They me to life, and I won't go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> this song fucking rules. Oh yeah, and. It's time to get ill, ill communication, yeah. license to ill. They just got like, a theme going. They brand that ill shit, and that shit is ill. It is ill. This song. The song's has, ill. It look, you don't gotta tell me, I know. Fully captivated by the funky ass bass. Where <laughs> <laughs> I'm a microphone stand. They're, it's just perfect. Their song is perfect. It's awesome. And they fucking like say each other's names. Like it makes you feel like you're like hanging out with them. Yes. I feel like I'm part of the group. This song has 
14 samples listed. Jesus. It has, and I'll read them all. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm Gonna Love You, Just a Little More Baby by Barry White, Down in the Corner by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Can you do the other 12 uh, in post after, I'm, after I've gone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Keep going. Custard I do pie. actually like this part. <laughs> Custard Pie by Led Zeppelin, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Nothing from Nothing by Billy Preston, Gucci Time by Schooly D, Mr. Ed by Jay Livingston, uh, Take the Money and Run by Steve Miller Band, Flick of the Switch by ACDC, already okay. referenced, uh, Green Acres uh, by Vic Mizzy, Eddie Albert, and Eva Gabor, uh, Rocket in the Pocket uh, by Cerrone, The Party Scene by the Russell Brothers, Funky Stuff by Cool in the Game, and Jam on the Groove by Ralph McDonald. Jesus. This is a crazy part. I go to damn. I don't give a damn. Pretty fun. Ooh. I'm the king of all kings. Hell yeah, king. It's such a sight to see. They're such good friends to each other on the song. I love it. <laughs> I love male friendship. I was going to say, male friendship's not celebrated enough. I'm glad. This is bromance. This, this is, is a bromance. romantic comedy. Yeah. And can I say, I stand. I stand the bromance. There, There's a credence. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a... <laughs> It's such a deep song. Like, not deep, like, lyrically. No. But it has a lot of things going yeah, on. It has it. a lot of depth. Yeah, it has a lot of depth. <laughs> yes, thank you. But The song isn't deep, but there's a lot of depth to it. Yes. Um, you understand me. <laughs> I got you. Barely. Uh, Gavris. We're done with the album. So what do we think of this album? It's, it's a classic, obviously. It, it's so fucking good. I... On re-listening the last 48 hours, I remembered it. I was like, oh, this isn't as good as I remembered it in my head. Yes. I was like, oh, I thought it was 12 bangers. It's like seven very good songs. Yes. And then just running through them with you again, I was like, yeah, this is one of the ones I don't like so much. And then as you were playing it, I'm like, this song fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it, hard to hear one and not be like, this is great. Because yeah. they're all just, they're all good. They're all good. And they're all like a huge fabric of my childhood that yeah. I've been listening to it for fucking 20 something years. Exactly. So it's hard not to, but I, if I was just guess I was just being nitpicky listening the last 48 hours going like oh some of these songs but honestly just as a piece as an album that fucking ro that shit rocks it's great it, yeah. the, and the one I have this album in my car on a CD and it's the CD that my mom got when she bought it oh that's awesome isn't that sweet that's so sweet uh well Gabrus is there anything you'd like to plug? We're at the end of the show here. Oh, yeah. Check out my podcasts. You got all, all of them, right? <laughs> oh, Every podcast. Just search whatever. Uh, I got the Gino Lombardo show on Stitcher Premium. Yes. Check that out. Promo code che Gino. Check out the Gino Lombardo show. It is so fucking good. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm avoiding reading Reddit, but I think people seem to like it. <laughs> I think you are radicalizing people. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not. Uh, people really like it. It's good. Um, and then... You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Apodaca, and you can follow the show. I have an easier uh, Instagram and Twitter handle for this one, 
uh, at Beastie Boys Pod. Oh, okay, cool. So you didn't want to. So what happened to all the what's with these homies? Uh, social media. Uh, they're still there. Oh, good. You can follow. <laughs> you can follow those at WWTHTA Weezer Pod if you like. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email. So what you talking, Beastie Boys at gmail.com. I did pretty good job this time with the social. Yeah, I think so. You could have made the Gmail Beastie Boys Pod at gmail. Here's the thing. I absolutely could have, but guess which one I did first. <laughs> <laughs> Gmail. Yeah, that's oh, right. fuck, I knew it. Gamers, thanks, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.